When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Daniel, since you're a guest, why don't you go first? Well, it may not shock you, um, but my one costume to rule them all is the Donald Duck outfit. (laughs) 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 You killed Elizabeth. Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Captain Spencer Williams. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Spencer. How are you? I, I'm Dandy. Aylin's like right here. Yeah. So I'm great. We just started this podcast with the cats on the recording studio like immediately. So yeah. we just get that out of the way. Yeah. She just <laughs> stood right next to me and meowed. Just, <laughs> just kept meowing. Uh, oh, I have a follow up for you. Oh, follow up? Yeah. Remember that one episode? I think it was Batman where we talked about the aggressively big popcorn sizes and sodas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, the other day I went to go see Morbius, which, woof. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This this movie is something. But I went up to the man and I was going to ask him for a kid's popcorn size. And he just looked me in the eyes and I got too scared and I just said regular popcorn <laughs> and I ate the whole thing and I was felt really sick after. I just couldn't do it. Aw, Spencer. But I'm getting there. It's it's coming. I feel it. Because I did see someone with a kid's popcorn bag. That being said, that person was a child. So it, it, made, Shocking. it made sense Shocking. for them. <laughs> Shocking that a child would have a kid's popcorn, Spencer. I did say that. Okay, but this is what I did. I got scared, but I said, can I get a small popcorn? Knowing well that there's no small popcorns. And there's a small. It's just not like tiny. Not on mine. It's regular or large. So what? I asked for small and he gave me a regular and I just said, okay, thank you. What, what <laughs> kind of establishment is this? What What are they doing in California? At AMC? Yeah. It's some small movie business. <laughs> AMC? No. <laughs> No small popcorn. What do you do in AMC? <laughs> this is why I go to Regal. <laughs> oh, she's bougie. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, well, I am so excited again to this week's episode, but I think we need a little bit of help for this crazy big episode. I think we do too, Spencer. Lord Daniel White, we need your help. <laughs> I am your last hope. (laughs) (laughs) Dan White is in the studio today, everybody. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh gosh uh daniel this was your recommendation back when we were planning season one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you snuck galaxy quest onto our calendar yeah i used to watch this movie all the time probably when i was like 15 or 16 or something and i would watch it at least like once a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fair <laughs> nice nice i had this movie on vhs and i used to just watch it and rewind it all the all the time Me it was too. so good yeah yeah, this is one of my mom's favorite movies. So we had the DVD mm. and she would just watch it all the time. <laughs> we eventually upgraded to the DVD. We liked it that much. Yeah, I, I need to do so. I haven't. <laughs> Actually, this is the first time I've seen it since the VHS. So it's been a very long time. Damn. I just knew. Wow. I just knew how much I loved it. But I haven't seen it in forever. So it was so fun getting back to it. Yeah. And the cast is stupid stellar. It's Ste- really yes. great. Yeah. yeah. There were so many people <laughs> I didn't recognize until watching it, you know, after all these years. Like Rain Wilson is in this. Yeah. It, right? This is Rain Wilson and Justin Long's first film. Yeah. What? Yeah. Which is that's crazy. Wild. Well, according to Wikipedia, if you're listening <laughs> and you're like, that's not true. Um, blame Wikipedia, the source of all 100% information. So. All our knowledge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all knowledge. Uh, well, I think we should get into it. We have quite a story to jump through. Um, so let's do it. Yes. So this week we're going to do things a little differently once again. Um, Elizabeth will be doing the summary and I will be taking you behind a wardrobe. Not because I'm a Galaxy Quest expert. I just happened to get everything ready today. So that's, <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of a, a craziness this week. And Spencer very kindly did the slides. Space month is a big month. We have a lot of costumes and films to watch. So we're, yeah. we're yeah. teaming up. We're booked and busy. Yeah. Was not expecting this. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Our summary for Galaxy Quest. The stars of an old sci-fi show now scraping a living through reruns and sci-fi conventions are beamed aboard an alien spacecraft. Believing they cast heroic on-screen dramas or historical documents of real-life adventures, <laughs> the, the band of aliens turns to, to the ailing celebrities to help their quest to overcome the oppressive... <laughs> <laughs> What did you write? (laughs) Oppressive regime of their solar system. You just threw in like the most (laughs) difficult words you could slap together. (laughs) That's IMDB. I don't know. (laughs) You did a great job, Elizabeth. That's a good summary. Thank you. Thank you. If you haven't watched Galaxy Quest since the year 1999... If you've seen any Star Trek episode, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which, admittedly, I should probably say this now. I have not seen an episode of Star Trek. I have not. Ever? Either. Ever. What? Daniel 2? Of, any of, no. any of the Star Treks ever? <laughs> no. No. My only experience with... <laughs> no, Eowyn. <laughs> you don't bite me. <laughs> Not the cat biting Elizabeth. Oh no! <laughs> Fine, I won't pet you. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um. Wow. <laughs> that 
That's all she can say. But we know Star Trek. Like, I know the characters and their costumes, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. anyways. My only experience (laughs) is we had a Star Trek uh, video game for the NES (laughs) back in the old days. (laughs) The NES. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Okay. Well, let me take you behind the wardrobe on Galaxy Quest, something I have seen uh, many, many, many times. This film was directed by director Dean Parasat, and costumes were created by costume designer Albert Wolski, who's a little bit of a legend himself. Yes. Albert's notable work includes some really incredible films that he won a ton of Oscars for. All That Jazz from 1979, which he won an Oscar for. Bugsy, 1991, another Oscar win. Grease, Across the Universe, The Manchurian Candidate. From 2004, Revolutionary Road 2008, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, for which he won a Costume Designers Guild Award in 2014, and he was honored by the Costume Designers Guild with a Lifetime Achievement Award. So, Albert is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he is. Grease? Like, come on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I am a personal uh, big fan of All That Jazz. That's a great film. With that being said, Galaxy Quest is not heavily reported on on the interwebs. So in terms of behind the wardrobe facts, we do not have many. However, they have been sprinkled throughout the episode as we get into the specifics of characters. Mm -hmm. And there should also be like a little asterisk that says also kind of sort of costume design by stan winston <laughs> right <laughs> who did like star wars aliens and a bunch of other films yeah stan winston was a heavy heavy partner on this film and we actually have some um, reporting from the stan winston film school that i'll be able to share a few as we get to some of our fun characters like my favorite pig lizard which you know <laughs> very cute very very cute let's take a break shall we yes Indeed. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support. Galaxy Quest. I am. <laughs> Hell yeah. The movie starts off with a rerun of the final episode of Galaxy Quest at the I forget which annual Galaxy Quest convention. 19 years later. Random convention. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. done a lot. Um, this is when we get to see the cast for the first time, and they all look stellar. I mean, talk about the star power. We just did our Alien episode. Sigourney Weaver is back so soon. 
playing Gwen DeMarco, a.k.a. Lieutenant Tawny Madison, and she looks fine. Mm-hmm. She does. <laughs> that wig. That wig does not look fine, but she looks good. What? You don't like the wig? <laughs> not in this scene. Not in this scene. It's a bit much. Yeah, I love like the old show is so cheesy looking mm-hmm. right it has like such a 80s 70s influence to it it's kind of hard to pinpoint the time period it's definitely like early 80s late 70s um let's just bring the rest of our crew and we have the legendary alan rickman as alexander dane who played dr lazarus <laughs> we have <laughs> younger laredo is played by corp and blue which is crazy <laughs> to me that is so funny. Daniel probably doesn't know Corbin Blue. Yeah, he's from High School Musical. Okay, okay. He knows I High know School Musical. He <laughs> <laughs> he's actually really funny. And then we have Tony Shalhoub as Fred Kwan, who played Tech Sergeant Chen, the ship's chief engineer. Let's talk about their costumes for a moment. I personally like how you can... I think with the exception of Sigourney Weaver's character, but like everyone else's costumes look so scrapped together a little bit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, it definitely looks like they used like a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. Like all those old sci-fi shows had really low budgets. So (laughs) it definitely fits that, that aesthetic. It's funny because it's probably made to be like, you know, I'm guessing protective and kind of like a utility wear. I'm guessing it's like mm-hmm. lots of pockets, but literally it just looks like it's a jumpsuit with like a patch yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> no pockets. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Very form fitting. But I like love the use of color though. The colors are always like really beautiful to me. Yes, that's very that's very Star Trekky. Um as is uh Sigourney Weaver's sexy <laughs> just stereotypical sexy sci-fi woman i was like that's funny right they gave her the big broad shoulder pads it's like zipped down kind of revealing of the chest um yeah very very (laughs) sci-fi and i i love i don't know why this always went over my head when I was younger, but that her only job is to repeat the computer. I was like, oh, that's not a real job. That's just so she can look pretty and stand there. Yeah, they gave her a crap job. <laughs> She's like the, you know, Baywatch Pam Anderson of sci-fi at this yes. moment, which sucks. And it's so funny because we just did the Alien episode where we were talking about, you know, like Sigourney Weaver's role in sci-fi. And in this film, it's the complete yeah. opposite, which is why I think it's perfect casting. Mm hmm. Definitely. But it's also funny because she's kind of a badass even in this film. Oh, yeah. They just give her like this shit job. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows it. But she's like, I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sigourney Weaver remains the ultimate badass no matter what role we put her in. Ooh, did you know that Sergeant Chen is quote unquote Asian? Really? Yeah. Wait, he's supposed to be playing an Asian character? So Fred Kwan, the character, plays an Asian character in the TV show of Galaxy Quest. (laughs) I don't like where this is going. (laughs) And every time you see his like his um, his his like shot, he does this like eye squinty thing. That 
That explains so oh, much. Oh, that's terrible. I just, re- <laughs> I was wondering why he was squinting. I thought it was like bad Botox. Nope. No, but they, they did that all the time. I, probably up to the 80s. That was super common. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> but also, yeah. yeah. It's, this is like the ultimate sci-fi parody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so sad. I hate that. I know. And they don't mention it anywhere in the film. Like, you you kind of have to, like, I, <laughs> listen to the documentary and stuff. I never noticed that until... I feel like that's for, for movie and TV TV buffs. <laughs> like, very. <laughs> I never knew that. O- off the script, but what, what was George Takei's role in Star Trek? Was he the engineer? Oh, I think he was. We're all just looking it up. <laughs> oh my, I feel like we just uncovered something terrible. <laughs> you didn't the, know that the rest of the the rest of the world does not know about. <laughs> He's the lieutenant commander. Oh, okay. So no. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that little information, Daniel. I will never be oh, able to welcome. see his character the same now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cancelable people, have I told you how much I cannot stand Tim Allen? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know anything about Tim Allen after the year, whatever, whenever this movie came out. Know nothing about this man. Did the Santa Claus, Christmas with the Cranks, which is actually a personal oh, yeah. favorite of mine. However, he's carried by Jamie Lee Curtis in that film. Mm-hmm. So I think the only reason why I've, you know, been okay with him in this film was because he's carried by Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I just I don't know what it is. I just can't get into Tim Allen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like not with the Tim Allen slander. <laughs> I thought he was gonna he would have done something offensive to make you hate him so much. Well, he has. Well, his comedy is not exactly PG. Oh, he's a comedian. Yeah, too? like you didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I just thought he, he was does, an actor. He's a, he does stand up comedy. And his oh. political beliefs are also very harsh. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will put that all behind me now that I've said that to talk about <laughs> Jason, who plays Commander Peter Quincy Taggart. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it had to come out eventually. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so his costume actually does look the most put together compared to everyone else's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the commander, so they clearly put a little bit more attention to detail. However, I can't get over like the '80s mullet. It's actually right? really <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's so, so bad. bad. It's so bad, but it's it so fits bad. him too, though. Like something about it, you're like, this is definitely the hair he wore in the '80s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, especially after you see him when he rolls into the convention. Oh yeah, he had a mullet in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but the lines on his uniform are just like really extraordinary, um, and he has a little bit of like a shoulder pad action too, which I dare say the other men on the crew did not. Yeah, he the other the other men they look much more jumpsuity, and this looks like a fitted jacket. Yeah, and their badges don't look as clean and and like I don't know, well stitched. Whereas his is like super pristine and shiny. Yeah, yeah. 
It was definitely wax before they took this photo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We don't have a lot of quotes from the costume designer. However, I do have some sketches. I'm showing Elizabeth and Daniel. We'll include them in the show notes, Mm -hmm. but um, just like very beautiful renderings of the suits before. Um, But even looking at the suits, I could see it though. There is in there in the sketches, you can see that there was a difference between a cruise and Tim Allen's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, his was definitely meant to be more fitted and structured compared to theirs. Right. Yeah, and I think his is the only one that is not a jumpsuit. His is like a two-piece. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. His is more fitted. It has like a belt in the center and everyone else's are just jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old utility jumpsuits. <laughs> So now we jump to the convention. I love this scene. There's so many great costumes. But first we have to introduce um, two new cast members, I should say. Daryl Mitchell, who plays Tommy Weber now. He's no longer Corbin Blue, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But we'll miss you, Corbin. Um, And then we have Sam Rockwell playing Guy Fleegman, the cast handler at the conventions. And also he had like a part on one episode where he died in the same episode or something he died before the first commercial break (laughs) (laughs) daniel this is your favorite character right (laughs) yeah i love sam rockwell (laughs) honestly like his his part in this movie was like the best compared to everyone else personal opinion but no correct opinion he is so funny in this i love him and i love his like he has the costume with like the the medallion um, oh yeah <laughs> of of the the galaxy quest emblem and i'm like like this... he's just a fanboy <laughs> who <laughs> happens to have been in the show yeah <laughs> i'm like this guy he's like crazy <laughs> um we really haven't talked about alan rickman's character but i just remember being so obsessed with like that headpiece they put on him like the makeup on that is super crazy and <laughs> you also done by stan winston yeah, a legend. I mean, nice. it's so cool. I just love looking at it, but also looks like super uncomfortable and hot. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Alan yeah. Rickman did not enjoy it. That's like putting a rubber <laughs> cap on your head for God knows how long. Uh, uh, let's go to the convention floor. Elizabeth, you've been to a convention once or twice in your life. I, I've been to multiple conventions. This took me back. Um, <laughs> it was It was so funny. Like watching like all the people in their elaborate costumes and all the people in like ones they threw together like they had such a great mixture of like people who put time and effort in and then like (laughs) oh i just slapped this together because it kind of looked like a thing (laughs) right i love the girls dressed up as sigourney weaver's character who are as you mentioned they're all wearing like really terrible wigs (laughs) so it leads me to believe that that wig note you brought up was probably intentional because they're all wearing the party city shake and go wig (laughs) party city (laughs) oh yeah that definitely i wouldn't be there's probably a like space woman wig in this universe that's exactly like her hair It's it's probably says like sexy space, space captain, w- yeah, and it's just like a red jumpsuit with a blonde wig. Yeah, oh, man. sexy space officer. That's probably yeah. what it says. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I just I love looking in the crowd and seeing everyone there. 
It's really interesting characters. One of my favorite scenes is when he goes into the bathroom and everyone at the urinals is wearing like the same red alien costume. It is like so crazy, but I love it so much. <laughs> Elizabeth, is that a ripoff on the Klingon? I believe so. Yeah. Species? Yeah. Okay. That's I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because I couldn't tell if it was like an exact, <laughs> like a literal Klingon or if it was like a, a play on them. It's so hard to tell from the back. It's, yeah, it's not exact, but it's definitely a, a wink and a nod to them. A little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> I love how much this movie is like so Star Trek. Yeah, it, I I love it. Because especially like at this point, because so this came out in 99, so it was mm-hmm. probably made in like 98, cosplay conventions and like anime uh and manga like centric conventions hadn't really taken off yet so it really was just star trek and like sci-fi conventions that's i mean star trek is kind of what kicked off cosplay especially in america Mm. so it that this is really all there kind of was at the time which is why there's not a big variety of like different kinds of costumes it's like just you know, Galaxy Quest, which it <laughs> right. would have been back then if you were <laughs> at this kind of convention. It was just like, oh, Star Trek. Everybody's dressed up as Star Trek. <laughs> All the Trekkies. <laughs> yeah. But from what I've read, it seems like it's, this film's been very well received by Star Trek fans, though. Like, they, yeah. yeah, even um, in the documentary that they have, uh, Never Surrender, I think the the author, the author and writer of Star Trek was like, oh, yeah, I know this is on the nose, but like, this is great. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it def- that's definitely what it's supposed to be. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when the convention guest, I should say, walks up to Alan Rickman's character and he does one of my favorite lines. By Grabthar's hammer, by the sons of Warbin, I shall avenge you. That's 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 good quality. Um, I have this little quote here from uh, the SamWinstonSchool.com where I talked about creating the headwear for Alan Rickman's character, actually. Um, it says, to create the iconic headwear, um, the crew first took a head and shoulder life cast from Alan Rickman, then sculpted, molded, and fabricated prosthetics, which were then custom painted. So just a little inside look at the stunning makeup on these characters. You know, it's still kind of a part of the costume. The makeup plus the costumes really brought these characters to life. So this film really is a collaboration between these big departments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. The makeup was such a huge part of what not only made Alan Rickman's character, but a lot of the characters in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, did you notice when the whole TV show cast, like Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, everyone came out, their costumes now are different? Yeah, I was going to mention that they're much more tailored. They're much more fitted. Like Their zippers are like nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything's much nicer because now... Like, I'm sure they're not making much, but it's like this is their source of income, basically. So, yeah, you can see the difference between Guy, Mm -hmm. like in the convention and then everyone else's costumes. Like his is the only old one because I guess he got to like keep his old costume from the show. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, Yeah. One of them even like mentions that at some point that 
Like we're in uniforms. He's just in a costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny though, because it's like they never took off their uniform once the show ended. They just, it became like, it wasn't a uniform for the show. It's just a uniform for life. Like they are, yeah. they are galaxy Cause, quest. Cause they were typecast and <laughs> probably couldn't get anything else. Like poor Alan Rickman. I did theater. That's why he's so <laughs> miserable. This <laughs> says it all. Alan Rickman was so perfectly casted for this role. Like, it, it's crazy. Absolutely. Speaking of people perfectly casted for their roles, we have the Thermians show up at the convention. And this is such a great part. Um, we have Missy Pyle, who... Yes. <laughs> she is so good. Um, and Rico Calantani, who plays Mathisar, the leader. And um, there's Jed Reese, who plays Teb. Um, he's the second in command. And then we have the premiere of an icon, Rain Wilson, who plays yes. another Thermian who barely has any screen time. But this was his first role. <laughs> and it's just so <laughs> funny. I love him because... <laughs> I mean, Rain Wilson does kind of seem like a sci-fi nerd. And the whole time he has the look of a sci-fi nerd on his face, just like in awe of everything around him. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they showed this at his office audition. Like, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so sad he didn't have a bigger part, though. He was supposed to, I think. But um, I think he ended up doing a TV show and they had to, like, cut his hearts down or something yeah i i have read that too but yeah. like you know it's a small little addition but it does a lot um yeah the thermian costumes are very interesting too because they're kind of similar to our regular cast's costumes but it has like a little bit more of a metallic pleather look to it which you could tell like yeah these are real costumes <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this is their clothing. <laughs> like they put time and structure and thought into it. Yeah. Like I, I love them because, like you are right, like the the pleathery, shiny look. It does make them look more like spacey. But then it's like, oh no, this is what they live their lives in. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of when they're not in their like squid octopus oh, form. Oh, their squid form. Yeah. yeah. Um. I we do not have quotes from the costume designer, but we do have audio clips from the actual film that I think just kind of make up for it. Ready for one of my favorite scenes? Yes, I am. Commander. Excuse me. I must speak to you. It is a matter of supreme importance. We are Thermians from the Klaatu Nebula and we need your help. <laughs> we need your help. <laughs> I... I also love because I'm like pleather, especially like pleather being that tight. It can look very awkward if it's not done right and like very like scrunched up. But the way they like barely move the pleather is like perfect because it like stays in place. Like it's just shiny and beautiful. And they're just like waddling around barely moving. <laughs> I love it because it's so form fitting. So it kind of like shows off their figures a little bit and <laughs> some of them have like legit dad pods which makes it more <laughs> hilarious as they're kind of like waddling around in their alien walk it's just <laughs> it's all great oh here's another costume sketch um this is i'm guessing for missy pyle's character but you could mm -hmm. see that when they originally were coming up with these uniforms they really put together some really interesting fabrics um so they were intending for these uniforms to look legit yeah no they do they do 
Before we leave the convention, we have one more character, Justin Long, who plays Brandon, which I feel like his name is Brandon in every film. Um, he shows up. He, you know, he has a very put together. You could tell he's a dedicated fan. Yeah. They're like, these are the people who bought their costumes off Etsy for like $500 because the person who makes them puts time into them. (laughs) AKA the Elizabeth character. Yeah. Oh, I make my own. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I make my own cosplay. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, has Justin Long just looked like this forever? I feel like he just doesn't age. He just always looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. He's one of the other vampires. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the club of Paul Rudd's. When yeah. was yeah. Jeepers Creepers? It must have been not too long after this, though. 2004? 2002? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So someone watched Galaxy Quest and like, we need this guy in a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Because absolute nerd screams will do well in horror films. Right. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, I love when they're on the phone. This is so cute. I'm like, oh, they are besties. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love the scene where Alan Rickman's character is walking around the house. And you can't tell if he just worked out or he just showered. Either way, it's both absurd, but because he still has all the makeup on, like he just remains <laughs> in the character. It's so stupid. <laughs> That's his jumpsuit. He has it That's... unzipped halfway. Oh, oh my gosh, he <laughs> so does. He literally he... just got home and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does. You're so true. Trying to shower. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Okay, that makes sense. It is un- half zipped. Wow, Daniel, you're a real pro at this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you catching it. Uh, but I do love Sigourney Weaver's character. She's like just trying to chill, but like also so concerned about Tim Allen's character. She's just like, what is with this dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> I like that she's wearing a kimono too. <laughs> her, yeah, her robe is beautiful. And I also, I also love their, their houses because it's like clearly like they do okay. They just don't do great. Yeah. And then you see Tim Allen's house and it's like, <laughs> are you living above your means or have you just done better than them somehow? Yeah. He's kind of screwed him over a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Gotten a few extra shekels. Yeah. He for sure like gets paid the most on the cast and he does way more solo appearances than anyone else. But all the others have to be together. But he just gets to, wow. It's just like, my hatred for Tim Allen just seems to translate into his own (laughs) character. (laughs) He's the same person. Um, But his house is beautiful. And I do. The the thing is, I relate to his character at a couple different times when he's just like at home, like having a drink, walking around, this like white button up shirt. I'm like, I get it. You know, Donald ducking it. Yeah. Ducking it. Never use that phrase again on this podcast. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we can all relate to him just like being sad at home and trying to be chill, but not achieving, yeah. not achieving chillness. Just getting drunk. Yeah. Um, but it brings us to the next morning to one of my other favorite parts when the Thermians show up 
they're trying to get inside his house and they're all just kind of like, okay, it's time to go. And he thinks he's going to set. And it's just so funny watching the Thermians just stare at him as he's Donald ducking it in his bedroom. Not you two. <laughs> they come in and they're like, you are our last hope. <laughs> half dressed like n- does not have it together is wearing sunglasses for a good like 15 minutes even in the car like hung over uh, speaking of the car the car is probably my favorite scene it is so funny missy piles just carries the scene she has like barely any dialogue in this film if at all and <laughs> and this is her moment to shine i actually have an audio clip from when she kind of talked about developing her own alien language which i think is hilarious and i think you both will love it too Enrico is really the one responsible for the way that everyone talked you know like that i didn't have much dialogue in the whole show i just kind of smiled and done in that first scene what's your name doesn't she talk her translator is broken (laughs) (laughs) what it says in the script which i thought was so funny was the sound comes out of the transmitter like a, a baby in a bagpipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I straight ugly cried when I watched a scene the other night preparing for this part. It's been a while, yeah. huh? <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. You weren't prepared. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Um, so as Elizabeth mentioned, um, our commander has bored the protector and he has his Coke in hand and sunglasses. This is a very Spencer move right here. I feel this really hard. With the shirt he pulled out of the laundry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. So like he just grabbed whatever, like his, like, I, I feel like they're white cat, like almost white khaki pants that are wrinkled. His shirt's wrinkled and just like. His, like, gross brown jacket. Like, he was not prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, this is this is sad. That's like couch suede. Yeah. 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 <laughs> couch suede. Uh, props to the costume designer because he really knew how to make this uh, ugly costume. You know, sometimes it's a craft to put together something that's so hideous. Yeah. <laughs> like, even the way it's wrinkled, I'm like, they clearly just, like, balled that up and left it somewhere for mm-hmm. a very long time yeah for mm-hmm. sure they probably made him wear it for a long time let him sweat in it <laughs> alright well by Grabthar's hammer hammer well I <laughs> fucked that up by Grabthar's hammer take two <laughs> by Grabthar's hammer what a savings it's time for another <laughs> galaxy quest showing <laughs> yeah yeah this is just sad there's only like 10 people in the audience. <laughs> They're outside like some sort of hardware store. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just shows how the media just, you know, takes advantage of some of these celebrities make just typecasting them yeah. for the rest of their lives to do the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> but when they get beamed up, that is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it's horrific. They're they're in their uniforms. Like I said, there's not a lot of costume changes, but we do get to see the Thermians without their costume on. Um, the Thermian design is terrible. <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> the Thermians are just like giant, like 
octopuses, basic space octopuses, basically. Like just lots of tentacles, lots of tubes and flaps and just like they probably know Star the Destroyer from Suicide Squad. Like (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Um, I do have a little quote from the Stan Winston Film School once again that kind of talks about the process of making the Thermians, which I thought was really interesting. Um, It goes to say, designs for the creatures began with Harold Ramis, who um, was attached as director and continued under direction of Steven Spielberg, whose DreamWorks studio was producing the film. But eventually Harold Ramis did leave the project. Just so you all know, Harold Ramis also was part of the office later on too. So I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's where that connection came. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan Winston's crew built the Thermians, five large, brightly colored cable operated silicone puppets, separately molding 45 tentacles for each one. The puppets were built and painted. Performance was rehearsed and ready with only two weeks remaining before they were to be taken to the set for filming Stan got a call from Steven Spielberg, who said he was not so sure about the Thermian design. Upon review, Spielberg had decided that they were too bizarre and that should look more humanoid, like the aliens in his Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But they, so everyone behind the scenes is kind of panicking. They're like, well, what the heck? But as I got closer, Steven Spielberg ultimately said, yeah, they're fine. And that's what they stuck with. <laughs> and that's literally how the story goes. <laughs> I love how he was like, mm, no. And everyone was like, uh, he's like, eh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they were Can like, you imagine well, trying to build that in like three weeks. Hell no. Yeah. I mean, I would be like, okay, well, if you don't like this, Mr. Spielberg, I don't really know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. You get what you get. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're they're hilarious and beautiful, and I love the colors. Um, and before we go to break, I feel like this is a good time to really observe the Thermians. Um, they really have such a like a cohesive way of speaking and talking. It's so funny seeing them on the ship when there's just like hundreds of them. I didn't realize that there were so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize how like basically all of them have the Lloyd Christmas haircut from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Which which is confusing to me because if they're in that like octopus form, but like this is their way of like translating to our human cast, why did they all choose this haircut? Because they're probably like, this is what humans wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I do have a little audio clip um, called creating the Thermian race um, alien school. And the cast talks about how they practice becoming aliens every morning. We had alien school for an hour every day. And that's where we came up with the walk where we're going against what you usually do with your arms. I remember walking into the soundstage and it, and it was like, what is going on? And there were like all these guys all doing the walk, it's talking in various degrees. It's incredibly hard to walk that way. Try it sometime. Yeah. Go the opposite way that your arms normally go. That's genius what he and Jed and Missy and Patrick came up with. It also immensely disciplined what they were doing. There wasn't a move out of place. It's like they've got some electric wire between them all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Like, that must be very hard the way they walk. It's yeah. so funny, oh too. Gosh. Like, imagining Alan Rickman on set, him being Alan Rickman, he's just seeing all these aliens. I just imagine he was very in character. Like, what is going on? 
<laughs> well, I feel like he admired it too. How much work they put into it. Oh, for sure. Speaking of break, would you guys like some like crab, octopus, alien stew? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Just the way mother used to make. <laughs> and all they gave Sigourney Weaver was a salad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that only like two pieces of lettuce? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate it. I, I love how they point out really shitty things about like the entertainment industry in this movie. Like they don't say anything about it. They're just like, oh, yeah, that's how it is. But Tim Allen's character is, of course, going down on a big ass steak, which yeah. can I just say <laughs> as a Tim Allen hater, it's getting progressively worse. <laughs> oh, no. Tim Allen, if you're listening, I'm sorry, we could talk about it, but I just really have to get over this. Um, yeah, uh, I bet that steak, though. <laughs> I, for real, though. Although ooh. It looked good. <laughs> It looked real good. Uh, uh, I never noticed the salad either. That's horrific. I did not know that. Um, yeah, I guess this is what Alan Rickman's character ate in the show was like octopus stew with some crabs and scorpions and whatever the heck's in there. Yeah. Or I'm guessing like, because fans will go off and create like what they think like oh this like the character's backstory and like what the, like what their home world's like and i'm like maybe they pulled like a really weird rest like fan created recipe yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think we should take a little break before we get boarded by some very scary looking aliens yeah yeah we should be right back Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome TeePublic merch with the Blogcast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support. everyone Ooh. <laughs> love that great <laughs> intro was that a little peppy <laughs> yeah <laughs> very peppy for some not very peppy characters <laughs> yeah you don't love this part <laughs> no he was gross this is where hungover tim allen uh sees saris for general saris for the first time oh yeah it's it's rough yeah uh, Saris is played by Robin Sachs, and what an incredible costume. I've actually seen this one in person before. And you it have? Is, yeah, they had it at the museum in Seattle for a while, and it's oh. it's terrifying. It, it looks just like this. <laughs> it's just like, it's so gross, and it's like, I don't know where his armor starts and his body ends. Like, and also, is he kind of a cyborg? 
I think he just has an eye patch. Maybe. Oh, no, no. No, those like his on... arms have wires and stuff. Oh, maybe. Because then that stuff on his head as well. Mm. Yeah, just... I never understood what he was, but I mean, he looks pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely pretty That's scary. True. It, it frustrated me for a while that like no one seemed to really be panicking about this guy. No. <laughs> Even Tim Allen was like, eh, just fire all the torpedoes. Like, all right, I got to go. <laughs> like even Lord Voldemort would be like, Ugh, who is this guy? I don't, right? I don't like him. Right? <laughs> He's scary. Um, yeah. So it's like they build the costume out to be really, this is a collaboration of visual effects and makeup, but this costume mm-hmm. really, it's built to look like armor, but like it's so kind of like plated where you can't really tell how much of it's armor and how much of it isn't. But you can see like the outline of the breastplate and like the shoulder pieces and kind of like this um, hood behind him. It's really interesting. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't think it's a functional hood, but it's, you know, built like a hood. I don't think it moves because like we said, we, I don't know if it's a part of him or if it's a part of his armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it looks like a hood, but clearly it's like melded into the rest of him as well. Yeah. Either way, I would love to see what this guy's pajamas look like. Um, <laughs> it would really explain his a lot. Pajamas. For <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very scary. Definitely one of the scarier uh creatures or costumes we've seen on this podcast so far yeah and that whole race too is kind of freaky looking they're all like shiny and oily yeah i love how the lighting changes on their ship ship it's like all green and gross yeah Mm -hmm. very spooky it gives me kind of like lord of the rings orcs but now that i'm thinking of it this is before lord of the rings um yeah so I mean, there's plenty of gross sci-fi creatures that look like this. Yeah, I'm sure. Actually, this is a knockoff on one of the Star Trek species. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's called Which like one? Zindi or Zindi. Well, with my zero Star Trek knowledge base, I'm going to say that you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I looked it up before before starting and it's like very, very similar. That wouldn't surprise me. I'm no. for sure this came from <laughs> Star Trek realm. Um, speaking of realms that felt really familiar to me, though, was when our characters go to this desert planet. I had to look it up and make sure this isn't where I grew up. And it is not. <laughs> the valley. <laughs> it, is actually, it is actually taking place in Utah, I believe. Oh. Um, oh. Which makes a lot of sense now that I look yeah. at it. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this part. And it made me so sad. It makes me sad every single time. Why? The miners? Yeah, when the miners tear apart the one that's injured. It's horrible. Miners, not miners. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Um, Yeah, this part literally makes me upset. It it used to make me so uncomfortable (laughs) as a kid, and it still does. I don't don't like it. Yeah. why did they have to be naked too? Why do they have to be like <laughs> little just ch- aliens? That's uh, the little alien booties really bother me. <laughs> the little booties. <laughs> well, I think this is where they gave um, Steven Spielberg his Close Encounters look in. Aliens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, sir. We got something that'll make you real happy. <laughs> um, and you know, I've, I do love some good old nudity, but not these little guys. It really creeps me out. <laughs> It gives me like alien Cupid vibes. Ew, yes. 
Like, mm. just imagine one of these little blue guys with like a little bow and arrow with like some wings. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good tattoo. Oh my gosh. Ew. <laughs> Um, oh goodness so then we have uh the pig lizard which i was not prepared to talk about the pig lizard and then i dove into some research there's a person inside this thing yeah i didn't know that until research (laughs) yeah um i found a little clip of like the test and there's literally a person like curled up inside this giant pig lizard making it move it's so creepy that makes it so much more creepier that's yeah. gross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we, like we're, it. We're watching a video of the test and we'll put it in the notes because it's very scary. <laughs> and it's twerking <laughs> for like the test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is oh nightmare gosh. fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Next. Um, well, oh, luckily, <laughs> we I hated to, this part. <laughs> luckily, we didn't have to deal with the pig lizard too long because he gets warped up into the ship and gets turned into a nice plate of like mashed potatoes, um, just <laughs> guts, some shepherd's pie. <laughs> Daniel, just guts everywhere, and it doesn't even phase the Thermians. It's just like caked all over their face, and they're just like. <laughs> You know, whatever. Nothing faces them. Yeah, they they're like, like how the tongue moves when it's like inside out. Oh man, no. <laughs> Elizabeth can't even look. This also <laughs> reminded me, though, if I feel like if I was on a desert planet, this would totally be something Elizabeth and Daniel would do, where they'd be like, "Oh, everything's fine up here. We're just gonna warp <laughs> you up." And I'm like, "What's that noise?" And they're like, "Oh, nothing. Everything's good. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, We're nearing the end of this film, but before we do, we have some more Saris action. Um, We get to see him in all of his glory, the costume from head to toe. And it doesn't help that he's like a solid, like 20 feet tall. He's, he's tall. He's scary. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it from everyone. Uh, No, I love him (laughs) this scene, but I also love their little, like, like the ones that clearly aren't anybody important the just the soldiers they look like they're wearing the um uh, like in the army the suits to like hide in like bushes and stuff oh right <laughs> yeah they have like the camouflage on and it does kind of have like an army type helmet I n- i didn't really think of it like that right wow that's so interesting it's kind of like a turtle shell on their head, which kind of reminds me of like, you know, a World War One or Two helmet. I think it's called a ghillie suit. Yeah, a ghillie suit. Yeah. Dang, Elizabeth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they look like ghillie suits. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All this podcasting really is starting to pay off with our yeah. costume knowledge and terms. So does that race have a list of top zaddies <laughs> no but i think that you and i could write it let's do it but i have i have a feeling a special article on the art of costume <laughs> yeah i have a feeling saris wouldn't let anyone else be on the list except saris yeah though. well unless you're talking about thermians which one well <laughs> i mean you can include both <laughs> Uh, Galaxy Quest daddies. If you're into octopi. (laughs) (laughs) 
Moving on. <laughs> we have a real nerd alert. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> yeah. This brings me back. I used to have that like almost same shirt as Justin Long's character. I knew it. I knew it. Striped t-shirts and and flannels. Yep. The cargo pants. The Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> oh man, this is Daniel to a T, Justin Long's character. Um, Honestly, pretty close. <laughs> it's like looking at a young Daniel. I mean, you, you are young, but a younger Daniel. Um, yeah, I love this nerd scene. I love I love the idea behind it that like you know, our nerd knowledge has come into use and we've saved the world. And I just feel like me talking about all of my nerd knowledge and the two of you, like, I feel like it really pays off and people just don't appreciate it sometimes. Like, this is what <laughs> us nerds dream of that one day. All of this absolutely useful knowledge <laughs> will come in handy. <laughs> will help somebody. <laughs> This is these are the days we wait for. Right. Otherwise Sigourney Weaver would have been crushed by the giant metal like right? wall thingies and the fires and stuff. Like mm -hmm. we did that. Tim Allen's character <laughs> wouldn't have known about the 13 seconds to change the world. That's that's true. He would have known that. <laughs> Thank you. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> All right. Bef before we get to the end. We actually haven't talked about one of the Thermians yet because he just hasn't had too many notable scenes. But Patrick Breen plays a character. He unfortunately gets shot, which leads to this very sad scene where Alan Rickman's character picks him up um, and gets inspired to avenge him. Finally, yes, <laughs> he says the line he never wants to say. And then I love when he, he, then they all start fighting back. And I love how his like his pro, his prosthetic head that like covers his hair is just like tearing apart and you can see like jets of his hair coming out yes that was one of my favorite like notes when i was younger was like wow look at his head pieces coming apart like it really like kind of broke the fantasy for a second and it's just really cool yeah i also love guy just becoming the ultimate guy zips down <laughs> thing with the medallion <laughs> He just embraced it. Yeah. He just embraced He's like, it. <laughs> he was like, I am guy. I am crewman number seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, it brings us to this moment where Missy Piles and Fred hook up. And I have mm -hmm. to say, kind of into it. Yeah. I love that they found love. <laughs> <laughs> they both seem very awkward. I'm glad they found each other. Yeah. I, I love the tentacles appearing. That's really great. I also love Fred throughout the, this whole movie because I feel like he was a famous actor at the time, but he still hadn't like achieved like his peak fame. So I love you only ever like half the time you see him is like through the video feed where like clearly he's like helping in the engine room, <laughs> but like not really doing anything. There's a funny scene where they're like flying down into the, the new planet and he's just like eating his little cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, I feel like he's just note. trying to like say as little as possible and just like get through this but then he has like the group hug with everybody like come on guys yeah like, he's just chilling yeah it's almost like he's high the whole time right it does seem like he's high a little bit which would make sense i mean he's just on board eating cheese and crackers like <laughs> yeah um so 
some sad turns of events happen. Um, our crew has to tell Mathisar that they're actually just actors, which I'm like, Mathisar, we could have figured this out if we did a little bit of research. Yeah. But I, I get it. It's very sad, but everyone saves a day. Oh, I feel and- like they are just working off the actual episodes. I don't think they've done any research on Earth. Right, because they think they're historical documents. No, they they did. Remember, they're like, you don't think Gilligan's Island is real? And they're like, well, (laughs) I don't I think it was NASA. Uh, At some point, they just sent out into space like a like a collection of stuff that represented Earth. And I believe Star Trek. Oh, yeah. And Gilligan's Island are on whatever it is. I don't know if it's a sing- signal or like a satellite. I forget exactly what, but I think both of those things are on it. They put Star Trek? I know, I was going to say, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, because by the time they did it, Star Trek was very popular. I mean, it's interesting as in if I was an alien and oh, I yeah. picked up Star Trek, I'd be very confused about what Earth is, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if we're getting technical. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't know that. Um, we don't have a lot of costume changes but we do see some edits to our cast's costumes by the end Um, Sigourney Weaver's costume has somehow got more revealing more revealing, more (laughs) sexy but in a badass way (laughs) she's shown off her shoulders her bra strap um, her bra in general (laughs) I mean (laughs) she's She's clearly gone through some things, um, but it is. I think it's a funny note that just her costume somehow just got more sexy. It's just like still a poke at sci-fi films in general. Um, and then we have Alan Rickman's character who just looks beaten down. I mean, he basically <laughs> has a full head of hair coming out of his his cap at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we think we destroy Saris, but we get back to Earth and um, the ship crashes into by coincidence another galaxy quest convention yeah what are the I odds think it's the same it's the same convention because remember the newscaster says like it's day whatever of the galaxy quest convention and fans are upset that you know the cast is missing oh <laughs> i think it's i think it's like a week long or weekend long convention dang well that makes it even funnier <laughs> Uh, that so they all think it's visual effects, which is hilarious. Um, Tim Allen's character destroys Saris once and for all, and <laughs> our crew just walks out and takes a bow, all busted. <laughs> yeah, looking all busted. They have one of the Thermians there, played by Missy Files, and everyone's just really happy to see the crew. They all look great. Um, guy looks hilarious in this final <laughs> bow. He's clearly very proud of himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I love how they're all just like very shaken. And then she's just uh oh, what's her name? I love how they all look very like frazzled and then like Missy, she's just there, just standing there, like, yes, that just happens. <laughs> like unfazed. <laughs> she has no clue. I mean, she probably thinks like everyone at this convention are like actual aliens and like of a different species too so yeah, she's like true. wow this is real interesting where are we <laughs> <laughs> and then we end the film with a look at the reboot of the new galaxy quest show and uh, <laughs> uh, missy Pyle's character is brought back they don't know her actual name it's 
Lallery. And they just call her Jane Doe because clearly when she was negotiating her contract, she didn't make it very clear <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> and you can see um, Tech Sergeant Chen <laughs> oh, with no. his squinty yeah. eyes. <laughs> no, stop. I don't want to see that. I know. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Um, I do love their... They're reworked suits, though. Like, clearly much nicer, much more fitted. Mm-hmm. Right. They finally got, like, that budget upgrade they've been asking for for, uh, you know, decades now. So um, they all look great. Um, Sigourney Weaver's character has nice hair this time. You could tell it's a little bit more of an upgraded wig if it's not her real hair. So she looks great. Um, Tim Allen's character, you know, he looks good. His suit looks good. I'll give him that. I don't uh, <laughs> don't appreciate seeing him and Sigourney Weaver kiss a little bit ago, but I'm just going to go by that. <laughs> Do you like how Guy's character's name is Rock? Because <laughs> yeah. his name's Sam Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's the subtle notes. And that brings us to the end of Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I love this film so much. I'm so glad we watched it. Yeah, me too. I was surprised looking, like, watching it again. I didn't realize how little costumes there were. Right. I, (laughs) in my head, you don't realize that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I, growing up, I, so when we pitched this idea of doing Galaxy Quest, I was like, oh, well, yeah, there's so many costumes in Galaxy Quest. And then we all watched it and got on the podcast. We're like, oh, there's really not too many. So not many costumes, not much research. Perfect. (laughs) No. Either way, still a lot of fun. Um, But before we let you go, Daniel, do you know what we're about to do? Oh, yeah. One costume to rule them all. Rule the the tape, Daniel. (laughs) The one costume to rule them all. All right, Daniel, since you're a guest, why don't you go first? Well, it may not shock you, um, but my one costume to rule them all is the Donald Duck outfit. (laughs) (laughs) You killed Elizabeth. (laughs) For anyone who doesn't understand what Daniel's referring to, we're talking about the part where Tim Allen's character is just wearing a shirt and no pants and I think no, no underwear. Pantaloons. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Great. That's I love I love that that you love that, Daniel. It just screams douchebag. Yeah. True. <laughs> That's what I'm it's saying. Like perfect for the character. <laughs> so. Tim Allen plays this character very well. Great, great one costume rolled them all, Daniel. I'm glad that Thank you. I thought you costume, would like that one. I'm so glad the costume designer put that together for you. Um, All right, Elizabeth. What is your one costume rule them all? I need a palette cleanser after Daniel's. My one costume to rule them all is Sigourney Weaver's uh, costume for the new run of Galaxy Quest. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's it's nicer. And like you can tell like... It, it's still like kind of like a little sexy, but you can tell like she no longer just repeats what the ship is saying. Like it's much more refined and you're like, oh, you have respect on this show now. Beautiful. It's a little more business appropriate. Yes. Yeah. 
they gave her the control back when it came to her character. And I'm guessing telling the show's costume designer, like, I'm done with that. We need an upgraded costume. So that's awesome. And what was your one costume, Spencer? My one costume ruled them all. I'm kind of wavering, but I keep going back to this one costume that I loved a lot. It was the moment where Alan Rickman's character is at home and he's walking around with all his makeup still on. (laughs) And he's just kind of like lounging, but his uniform is like half unzipped. After a hard day's work. (laughs) Yeah, I just... It's so funny because it's like us nerds, you know, like unzipping our nerd costume and just sitting down on the couch. It's just, it's hilarious. Um, (laughs) Real funny. I was trying not to stick with Sigourney Weaver, which Elizabeth probably thought I was going to pick. So I got away from it. That was my guess. (laughs) I honestly, I wasn't sure what everybody was going to pick. I wasn't sure until the very last moment because there were some good ones. Like I almost went with the Thermians. Yeah. But I feel like her final costume really shows growth. (laughs) Yeah. I almost picked Missy Pyle's Thermian suit, but guys was the runner up for me when he had his shirt or his uh, jumpsuit um, zipped up or unzipped. Uh, Yeah. That was very guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that brings us to the end of Galaxy Quest. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. This is fun. I wish you would be on every episode. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a few appearances here and there. You should. You should. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for everything you do for the podcast. We would not be where we are without you. I mean, we record sometimes really long episodes. Daniel has to (laughs) edit them down, edit all of our ums, our likes, and our bloopers, um, which we have a lot of them. You all probably don't hear all of them unless you subscribe to our Patreon. And um, yeah, there's a lot. So Daniel really makes this whole thing come together. And he's been here since day one. So we love you. Oh, I love you too. Love Thank you, Dan. You. Yeah. We need your help. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we said the moment I tried to edit the first episode. <laughs> right. You're like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think everyone knows that Elizabeth and I tried to edit the very first episode and we were like, yeah, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like a four hour recording. Yeah. It edited down bad. to three. It <laughs> was Terrible. bad. <laughs> Captain America, gone but never forgotten. Um, (laughs) Those were the days. (laughs) Well, thank you, Daniel. This has been so much fun. And for all of you, next week, our space month continues. We are going into a different kind of space next week with the multiverse as we are watching the brand new film, which I have not even seen yet. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Elizabeth, I'm so excited. I cannot wait for this new Doctor Strange movie. I haven't even watched the the last trailer because I'm like, I just, I want to go and be surprised. <laughs> like, Good call. Good call. I just, yeah. I'm just ready for it. I want to go see it. I'm ready. It looks, it looks so good. I'm such a Scarlet Witch fan. Elizabeth and Daniel are big Doctor Strange fans. I think this... This is just going to be the ultimate Marvel film. I'm so stoked. I can't wait. Yeah, me either. <sighs> Everybody, thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star text review on a platform of your choice. Apple, 
podcast would be greatly appreciated. And if you would like to hear us even more every month, you can subscribe to our Patreon and get a bonus episode. Uh, Right now we have out our Oscars episode. And if you want to hear us having a little after dark fun, you can listen to our Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Rings episode. Patreon.com slash the art of costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> what he said. Everybody have a fantastic week. <laughs> no, wait. Mention your shirt. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. What, be- <laughs> what better time? <laughs> what better time? You can get a shirt. You can get a shirt. Yeah. We have our merch. Go to the art of costume.com slash pod store <laughs> elizabeth's wearing it right now and it looks sick on her <laughs> i am it does i i got hold on let me look it up because i was stoked that this was an option hold on i got the recycled and organic eco t-shirt style Ooh, material it, mm, it looks really soft it is soft and airy and lovely. <laughs> I got it in my favorite color, black. Yeah, I want mine in black, too. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> well, make sure you get your t-shirts and wear them to our next week's episode. Yes. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Thank you all for listening. Have a fantastic week. Bye. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. I'm recording now. I've been recording. Damn it, Daniel. What? (laughs) Our editor's going to be so mad at you for not pausing your recording. Wait, good. Do the snap then. I'll make it easy. (laughs) Okay. The snap. Three, two. Oh, okay. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You think you could just come onto the podcast and tell us how to snap? (laughs) I'll fix it in post. (laughs) Uh...